sound like what does that remind me of it reminds me of just friends maybe that's it that's exactly what it is the mom honey what are you doing at joyce's do you know what it reminded me of of i lied it reminded me of eunice from oh eunice yeah Yeah, that works too Uh, i made breakfast for you darling (laughs) yeah that's it that's what it was (laughs) (laughs) hi everyone welcome to teenage dirtbags podcast we are a podcast that rates and reviews teen movies such as she's the man um and sometimes we relate them to our own teenage lives i'm maddie i am carly and we're not actually doing she's the man today i should i should clarify we've already done that one we've already done it if you haven't listened to it go back and freaking listen to it because it's also when we interview kiwi smith so they're two separate episodes but but it's in that week yes yeah sorry it's in that week that we it, anyway, doesn't matter. We're not about that today. I've today, got a lifetime of knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> today we've got, uh, we're doing another really good classic. Oh. We're going to talk about Clueless. Love it. But we also have a very special guest, not unlike when we did She's the Man. We have a special guest on today's episode, Nikki yes. Bilderback. For those of you who are like, who's that? So she's been in everything that and is literally teen related. Okay, so let's name a few things off. She was been Buffy. She's in Dawson's Creek. She was in Can't Hardly Wait. She was m- most notably to me in Bring It On. Yeah, so she as was Whitney. Exactly, she's Whitney in in uh, I almost said in Clueless, which she also is in. But anyway, she is Whitney in Bring It On, which is uh, arguably, I think, for someone our age, the most yeah thing that you notice right away. <laughs> she's so sassy. In Bring oh it my on. god, she's so um, good. Fresh Prince, uh, Seventh Heaven, Seventh like Heaven. literally everything. Ah, uh, Sabrina. In fact, I read Clueless an article. Clueless the show. Clueless the show. I read an article today about her um, that called her, I, I can't remember the exact wording, but it was basically the biggest teen star that you don't realize is the biggest teen right. star. Because she's in everything. It's true. She's she's like the Gabrielle Union. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, where like she's in so many things, yeah. but she doesn't necessarily get the recognition that she deserves. Yeah. And she is, we were supposed to meet up with her when we were back in LA a few months ago. Yeah. It, the timing didn't work out and she has been gracious enough to give us some of her time tonight over phone. So yeah, over, over phone, over the <laughs> phone. Um, so we'll see anyway. So stay tuned for that. That'll come a little later. I'm excited. Do you have any, I'm so excited. Do you have anything to preface real quick? Hmm. No, I don't really. Um, nope. I was home for the weekend. I went snowmobiling. Um, you went what? Snowmobiling? Snow- I thought you said cinemobiling. Nope. And I was like, what nope. the hell is that? Please regale me with cinemobiling. Please regale me. <laughs> regale me with your tails. And my aunt at my aunt's cottage, and she also got a new barrel sauna. So oh, a barrel sauna. So it's like a sauna outside that oh. you light like a fire. Fine. And that was really fun. We all huddled in there. And anyway, good family time. That's awesome. You? Not too dissimilar, actually. Uh, we were up north. Actually, oh my god, pardon the hell out of me. We went to fucking Hamilton this weekend. You did. And by we, I mean Helene invited me to Hamilton oh, like yeah, the, musical. the musical. How was it? Oh 
my God. So for those of you who don't know, I'm a big theater nerd, but I was very nervous about this, quite honestly. I had heard such amazing things. I, it would really been built up. Obviously, everyone knows about Hamilton. But I was especially nervous because I don't know the first thing about history, especially American history. Right. I do not know the first thing. I was like, they're going to call all these presidents. I'm not going to know who the hell they're talking about. I'm not going to know anything. Anyway, they do. They do talk about a lot of things I don't understand, but they freaking explain it. And it's so good. Really? It was so much fun. I would love to see it again, but I sincerely doubt that will be possible because of the amount of tickets that are, you know, selling out like crazy and whatever. But it was so very cool. It was worth the hype. Yeah. Oh, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I don't want to say it's worth the hype just because I don't want to hype it up. Mm-hmm. and ruin that for somebody else but yes i loved it i absolutely loved great. it great it was so much fun i think it was worth the hype for me sweet i don't know if everyone will think that but yeah. i loved it so much i don't think it would be my thing but no you won't like it it's it's long it's very long yeah yeah i don't think i'll go to it yeah you won't like it you won't I like might, it though in london england I don't know if you like it well i don't care Okay. I can appreciate things, you oh, know. Oh, it's very funny. I'm not like... No, I know. You're not like an uncultured swan. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. They make a lot of really good jokes. Anyway, All so right. uh, we did that. And then I went up north and we did snowshoeing ah. and we did winter activities like that. And that's it, really. It was Mike's 31st birthday. So we celebrated his birthday and stuff. This episode is dedicated to Mike. This episode is dedicated to Mike. <laughs> Oh, one thing I want to preface uh, that is not to do with us personally, but one of our queens has gotten engaged. Oh. We have to talk about this. Oh, yes. Miss Miss Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes, we have chronicled her life on this podcast multiple times. Mm-hmm. What a girl wants. She's the man. And her general lifestyle. We just love her so, 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 so much. Her new heart face tattoo she, so yeah so we love her so much and i was always like she can do no wrong i love her i i i you know i hope she gets the help that she needs i believe mental health is a huge like it has a stigma around it which i don't believe is necessary i think she is amazing i think she's a queen i can't wait for her to get better i can't wait for her to be happy and then she got a face tattoo <laughs> on her fucking cheek but a crooked heart a, a drawn i would say like a sketched heart almost it looks like she might have done it herself in a mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I still supported her. I was still like, it's okay. I still love her. But I'm a little weary about this. And then she got engaged. And I was like, pardon? What? To who? And it's this guy. I'm sure he's great. I really don't know anything. Apparently, they met a couple months ago. Okay. Um, and I mean, I hope she's happy. I hope. I really, truly hope that they get married. And I hope that they are incredibly happy. And I hope they help each other. Um, but I just, I'm just a little nervous because she has a face tattoo and I don't want her to spiral anymore. Amanda, I don't foresee her walking down the aisle anytime soon, but they might do the old city hall. Maybe. Anyway, so that's that. Amanda Bynes is engaged. I forget the guy's name. I'm really sorry, but we'll put a picture up with them, um, on our Instagram. Our boo's grown up. Yeah. I mean, she is. She's got to be like almost 35. She must be. I don't know. I think she's five years older than me. Okay, child. <gasps> Thank you. I'm literally one year old. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into this this movie, Clueless. You obviously have seen this before. I have. Yeah, a couple times, but I hadn't seen it in a while, so it was really, really fun really? to watch. Did you well, remember? I was it? with you. I ca- no, I remember. I couldn't like remember anything that was happening. Oh God! Right, you're right. Well, we only watched like half of it together, but yeah. 
I, I forgot about the whole Christian character. Oh, yeah. I found the whole structure of the movie really odd. Like, uh, like now re-watching it, I was like, it's like almost broken up into like three parts. Like parts. Acts. Yeah. Like it's like a play almost. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Maybe, it, yeah. Maybe the the writer was like a playwright or something. I completely agree with you. It's very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, divided. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, which I would have never noticed before, but just because I was taking notes, I was like, huh, this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to do the facts? Oh, yeah. Of course. You, uh, sorry. Yes, please. Blue List premiered July 19th, 1995. It's rated PG-13, and it was written and directed by Amy Heckerling, which was the director of Fast Times. And she, I don't know if she follows us, but she is aware of us. I yeah. think she might follow us. She likes our posts sometimes. She likes our posts. She has interacted with us. So, hey, Amy, girl. What's going Amy, on? Amy, what's up, girl? You're queen. You're queen. We love you. Um, It's starring Alicia Silverstone, Stacey Dash, Brittany Murphy, Paul Rudd, Donald Faison, Breckenmeyer, Jeremy Sisto. Oh, my God. Right. Okay. I forgot about all these people. Okay. <laughs> Even though we just watched it, I just I just forgot all these people were in it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why. The logline is... Yo, yo. Like oh, this. Geez. Okay. A rich high school student tries to boost a new pupil's popularity, but reckons without affairs of the heart getting in the way. A new pupil's. What did you say? Popularity. That's like a little tongue twister, isn't it? I haven't used the word pupil, as in like student, peer. I don't in a think long I've time. ever used that word as a student, <laughs> peer. You are my pupil. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange word. Ugh, it makes me want to gag or something pupil it makes me think i'm like pimple yeah <laughs> that's exactly right that's exactly it um so right i have seen this movie before great and, uh, i sorry. was gonna ask you i know you were i just i don't know why i said it so funny like that like i was accusing you of not asking me i didn't mean it like that anyway i've seen this movie before fucking three thousand times um and i've definitely seen it recently like i i guess i didn't I, it was it's a movie that i've seen a million times like i know that And I guess I didn't really notice, maybe it's been a little while in the sense that while we were watching it, I was going like, oh, I forgot about the thing that's about to happen. Right. And then you were like, you already know what's going to happen. Like, so I remembered everything, but it had just, it it came to fruition in my mind just before it happened. Right. Um, But obviously I've seen this movie 5,000 times. I think that being Cher would be the most amazing Halloween costume. That's true. I think that would be incredible. I think the fashion in this movie is wild. Like, I mean, it's iconic for fashion. Like, iconic. um, The first thing, what's the first thing that comes to your mind in terms of their outfits? The yellow. uh, Right? Cher's yellow. skirt and blazer combo. Yeah, she wears like a, a... High socks. Uh, yeah, high socks. It's like a plaid, yellow yeah, plaid. plaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about uh, Stacey Dash, who plays Dion? Oh. Uh, nothing, I have one that comes right to my nothing mind. Nothing comes right to mind except for her. She wore a hat at one point. Yep. The black and white <laughs> one that looks like it's like made of fucking plastic or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. That it's, I don't even remember what she's wearing with that. Clear, I think it's a black and white and a red outfit, if I remember correctly, but I could be wrong. Yeah. But that hat stands the heck out <laughs> to me. Um, I love when they're driving and um, Cher pulls out a purse that's like leather. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what's her name? The friend? Dion. Dion. Sharon Dion. Sharon because Dion. they're named after iconic uh, songstresses of the 90s. Oh, really? They say that. Celine Dion and... Share. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I just blanked on what her name was. 
That was so good. Oh my god. Uh, oh, that's You're good. Hilarious. I like that fact. Yeah, they. What's not a fact? They say it in the movie. Oh, do they? Yes. She goes. Um, she goes when. So when they're doing the introductions and shares introducing Dion to the as a narrator as a mm-hmm. voiceover, and she goes, "This is my best friend Dion. We get along because we both know what it's like how je- people jealous of us, and we're both named after '90s oh. seamstresses or whatever the seamstresses. '90s <laughs> <laughs> <90 seamstresses. laughs> songstresses or, or '90s or whatever they say. Pop stars. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so. Share is you know Sharon. I think Sharon and Celine would be like '80s when they really Maybe rose they said 80s. to fame. I don't remember what they said. Maybe she didn't even say a do- uh, uh, a decade. Maybe Probably not because said... this is '95. That's true. Anyway, point is, is they're fantastic. So I mean, I have to assume that a lot of people have seen this movie. Obviously, they're rich. They, but they're not. It's interesting because they're not mean girl rich. Amber. That Amber Girls Mean Girl Rich. Yeah. So Sharon Dion are part of this Beverly Hills high school that is generally rich kids, I would yeah, say. Yeah, for the most part. And, but they're all cliques. There's the, you know, the stoners. There's mm-hmm. the whatever's the whatever. I forget everyone else's. Skater kids. That's right. And they're uh, they're part of the, I mean, they're they're the, the ones you should be with. And but it, they're yeah, not mean. Like, there's never a part that they're mean. Well, the one guy's kind of mean. No, no, no. I'm talking about Sharon Dion specifically. Oh, no. That's what I... I think that's what's so endearing about yeah. this movie is that Cher is like such a... We get introduced to her by her like trying to get her dad to drink orange juice to like right. make him healthy. Like you immediately realize that she's like a nurturer. She likes helping people, which yeah. is what ends up getting her in a bit of trouble. But like, yeah, she's very sweet. She's very kind. And... She just happens to be a very materialistic She's materialistic being. and she's also... She's very... um Like she thinks that high school boys are lame and she can be a bit judgy or whatever but sure no i i like Cher a lot and i like dion yeah i think they're great and she like yeah you're right she's very judgy in the sense that she's like oh you can't date that guy he's a stoner yeah but she's not like he's disgusting and doesn't deserve love yeah she's just like you're above that <laughs> right but yeah you're right so there's this teacher you know it starts off where there's this teacher who's a bit homely right and i mean granted they're doing it for their own um uh, what am I looking for? Their well, own selfish reasons, but they're they get she gets a really bad grade yeah. and she cannot make it go up. And she's trying everything to like bribe this teacher or whatever yeah. this man, and she cannot make it go up. And she goes, oh, he just needs love in his life. And then she sees this homely teacher named something. Yeah, and she decides we're gonna make them get together. They're gonna be happy and they'll start being nice to their students. So yeah, I don't think it's 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 she believes that if her teachers are falling in love, in love yeah. or in love. They will be nicer mm-hmm. in terms of grading her. Correct. So yeah. it's all her own selfish reasons. Yeah. But she's never like, oh, let's get that nasty, ugly teacher and make her pretty. No, no. Like she's like, oh, she's so pretty. All we need to do is just accentuate her positive features. features. Yes, correct. <laughs> so it's never like a uh, like a horrible negative thing or anything. I really agree with you. I really like her as like. I don't know. I think she's a really nice and person. We can't skip ahead without talking about the most iconic thing ever, which every girl that watched this movie back in the day was like, "Oh, I know." What you're I saying. want this closet. So she has yeah. this closet, but she has like a computer connected to her closet where she can like scroll through, scroll through outfits and decide uh-huh. what she wants to wear. And then the closet, like depending on what shirt and pants or skirt or whatever she picks, the closet will like spin around yeah. and, and present those 
outfits or yeah. those choices to her. It was very cool. It's amazing. It's and I, amazing. I still don't know if that exists. But it should. It and should. I was never even a girly girl. Like I've never been and I'm not. And that still appeals to me in terms of I could put all my band shirts. I know. On that and just pick which band that day I'd like to present. I know because sometimes I'd like to know like when was the last time I wore this, you know? Yeah. It'd be nice if it was like in the track. Yeah. <laughs> so you wore this on March 18th. <laughs> yeah. 20, 2002. I, I was very misled. Yeah. Okay. So this first part of the movie is all about Cher wanting to. Act one, we'll call it. We'll call it act one. She wants to get her grades higher, so she tries to make her teachers fall in love with each other, and it works. Right. Um, We get introduced to her friend Dion and her boyfriend... Murray. Murray. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And we also get introduced to her, sort of, it's her ex-stepbrother... Um, who's played by Paul Rudd. Um, he His name is Josh. Josh. It's his... So her dad was once married to a woman whose son was Josh, but they haven't been married for a long time. But he still kind of comes to this family because he hates his new stepdad. So he likes this right. old stepdad. And-, and he also was like being taught different things in terms of like the dad's business or whatever. Right. And so he's a college student. And I mean, this is something that obviously everybody knows, but Paul Rudd is the exact same age as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. He looks the exact fucking same and this is from yeah. 25 years ago. Yeah. It's insane. Um, but anyway, yeah, so he comes back from college and he's like staying with them. I think the best part about this movie that I didn't really ever recognize or maybe I did and it didn't really make sense to me. I don't know. But he is a college guy and it's so funny that he's like how they've made him the pretentious college guy. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, you want to watch Beavis and Butthead? I'm going to watch the news about yeah. the war in Iraq <laughs> yeah. and like, or whatever the hell it was in the nineties. Or he'll be like, Oh my God, you want to understand it's Shakespeare. Yeah. And it's, he wears like his friend, his girlfriend or whatever, this girl that he's on a date with or something is like quotes, uh, Macbeth. Yeah. And she's like, I think I would know if it's a quote from Macbeth or yeah. whatever. It's so good. Every time for the first act, we'll say mm-hmm. every time Paul Rudd appears, the music underneath is always Radiohead. <laughs> he's always wearing plaid. At one point, yeah. he's wearing like an amnesty. Like flannel plaid, though. Not yeah. like her <laughs> cool pa- pantsuit. No, no, yeah, like no. flannel, which I mean, I love. Yeah, I'm, no, don't get me wrong. And he's also like, he's wearing like a t-shirt at one point that says Amnesty International. Like oh he's all God. about like human rights, which is obviously amazing. But it's just funny that like, he's just this typical, nowadays you'd call him a hipster because he's just all yeah. about like, human rights and like alternative music it's it's very clear in this movie that he was quote-unquote normal like a normal teenager and then went to college and became this right so which is fair i was that too as soon as the second (laughs) i got into theater at mcmaster i was like oh i'm gonna name my child shakespeare and my dog (laughs) othello like and and you don't understand what it's like to be a starving artist like so i get it that was me i'm into it yeah um, it's very funny. It's one of my favorite things that he's suddenly, suddenly this pretentious um, person. But he's not rude. He's just pretentious, and he's just um, yeah. I mean, basically, he's, he's okay. he thinks that Cher is super shallow, and then Cher thinks Which that she he's <laughs> pretentious and annoying. Which he is. Yeah, everything's pretty accurate. They're they're looking at each other in a very clear light, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. There were a few things I'll just name off quickly that just gave me such nostalgia. Okay. Okay. First of all. 
they were watching Beavis and Butthead. They were. That was a big show in my house. Me and my brothers love Beavis and Butthead, and that we also loved. We also loved the Sega game that was Beavis and Butthead, where you like killed people by firing and burping on them. It was actually such a fun game. That's insane. <laughs> I know. And also the pens with the feathers at the end, like the pink feather. Yeah. yeah yes. Yes. Um, Like the ball. Almost. Yeah. It's like yeah. fluff. Yeah. The fluffy pens. I was like fluffy so pens. brought back. <laughs> the oh, Mentos man. commercial. Mentos. Mentos. The fresh maker. Sponsored by Mentos. Yes. This, that this podcast good. is sponsored by Mentos. <laughs> is Mentos still a thing? Is Mentos... Here we go. Let's start an argument really quickly. Because I have a very strong opinion on this. Okay. What's the singular version of that candy? Like, if um, you were to take one candy... I guess a Mento? No, you're incorrect. <laughs> a it's Mentos? a Mentos. Okay, I have fine. had arguments with I'm people. not arguing with you because I don't care enough about this okay. argument. Well, <laughs> everybody let us know what you think because it's insane. People are like, oh, it's a Mento. I'm like, you're fucking stupid. It's Mentos. It's a Mentos. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. I just call it a mint. Fair. Okay. A candy. <laughs> yeah. A lozenge. It's just a white candy. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, also, always, the cell phones. Way, anyway. Okay, the cell phones are huge. I love it. I love them talking in one. They're yeah. each in a different hallway yeah. and they meet up and put their own ho- cell yeah. phones to each other. Yeah, it's, I it's love so good. the pagers. Look, I we did not have pagers. Well, I, was not, I don't want to speak for you. I did not have a pager. No, we, were, we were too late for that. Yeah, I think we were a little too young for that. We just missed the pagers. Which is really upsetting to me. It really is. I'm genuinely upset that I missed pagers. I was also too young for a sidekick. But I also think those were really? American things. Sidekick? Like the one with the side keyboard? The But the specific one that like oh. that friggin' Paris Hilton was like a sponsor oh. for or whatever the hell I'm trying to say. Uh, we have actually a post on our Instagram of everyone using sidekicks a while ago, <laughs> like a long time ago in the yeah. 2000s. And I'm actually very upset because I was just too young. Yeah. I was slightly too young. I had a cell phone, but it was like... Not a sidekick. Right. It's a flip phone. Yeah, it's a flip phone. No, it wasn't even a flip phone. Are you kidding me? Really? It wasn't My a flip first phone. phone was this big. It was like a block. I'm, yeah. It was like a, it was a giant bubble. It looked like a giant bubble letter. Really? Yeah. I don't have any pictures of oh, it, unfortunately. It's too I bad. know. I know. But no, it wasn't a flip phone. The first two weren't a flip phones. An underlying, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. We're done with that now. You can move on, please. <laughs> I just, that was an awkward transition. You're bored with my conversation. It's fine. An underlying, I don't know if it's a theme necessarily, but an underlying plot throughout this movie is uh, Cher's driving. Yes. It's, yeah. She's a terrible driver. Yes. Um, she doesn't I don't, have her license. It's, yeah, it's, it's, so she's just driving around without her license. Yeah. Okay. But I think that it was a different in the 90s. Right. Because, and also maybe in the States. Because I'm pretty sure that me and you have mm-hmm. the exact same story that happened to us. Wasn't it you that told me you drove once without a license? Yes. Well, I had my G1. I and, didn't have my license. Right. So. Same. And you were followed by a cop? No. You weren't? No, I was not followed by a cop. Okay. Well, one time in high school, <laughs> I was driving my friend's car. I only had my G1. I was driving around my friend Steph and Caitlin. We pull out of a gas station in Cavan to cut like Cavan is a town outside of Peterborough that's all like country okay and a cop pulls out and starts following me like the whole way like honestly but it was a coincidence he was like close oh god that and to the insane. point where it was like he's gonna pull me over and I'm gonna lose my 
G1 and like, I don't know what happens. But I'm going to be kicked out of Peterborough. You get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. That's illegal. Like it's, yeah. Like I was honestly like, my dad is going to kill me. Mm-hmm. I was like freaking out. Caitlin and Steph are like, it's fine. It's fine. Just keep driving and like, just go the speed limit. He can't pull you over if you're going the speed limit. And so for like, I swear it was like 10 minutes. It was so long. And the cop was following me. And then finally I turned onto a country road and he kept going straight. Oh, hallelujah. Like, yeah. That the would be scary. Biggest relief. Of Even my life. now. I mean, I think everyone does this, but even now when I'm driving and I'm driving at a fine speed and I'm like not drinking and driving my seatbelts on, like yeah. everything, I'm doing everything properly and a cop is near me. I'm like, <gasps> and I'm like, okay, it's okay. It's okay. You are fine. You're not doing anything wrong. That's <laughs> so funny. It still gets me. And I'm, I'm not the doing opposite. Wrong. I'm Where literally like, like, like <laughs> kind of a part of me is just like, they're not going to pull me over. I Like they're too cops are people. They don't I, want to like, pull someone I over get, for hey, like a dumbass reason i'm sure they don't i literally it's just a habit i've i just will like next time you're in the car with me and i'm driving and a cop car is near just watch me go like i will just ever so slightly straighten up and i will just become more aware but then i also don't want them to realize that i'm more aware so i'll like continue singing the song or whatever that i'm doing in the car and i'm still like yeah but i'm still watching them and i'm still singing along to the radio and i'm like it's okay like i'm singing on the radio i'm not talking on my phone yeah. they think that i'm singing to the radio it doesn't look like i'm talking but it is look like i'm talking but i'm not talking on the phone i'm singing to the radio like <laughs> i've got a whole i'm also a crazy person that also like that is such a perfect example of the difference between you and i yeah cuz i would like fully just be like talking on my phone just like waving to the cop hello hi my I mom think, says hi says, i think oh. it's because i've never been pulled over and i've had my license now for like 15 years or whatever it's been and it's like i think i have like a false confidence that i'm just like ah I won't get pulled over. Have you ever been pulled over? Yes, I have once. It was for not wearing a seatbelt, but I actually was wearing my seatbelt. I had had just a, (laughs) this is stupid, but I had just had a back injury. Um, So I was wearing my seatbelt funny. I was wearing it under my arm. Oh, I see. And he pulled me over. He was being an actual asshole though. I'm not afraid to say it. Like he was literally such a dick. And it was, I was going to a job interview. I was like 18 and I had my seatbelt on. He was like, no, you don't. I'm like, dude, it's on. And I was like bawling. I was so scared. He gave me a ticket. And then <laughs> we went to and fight it, fought it because he was like, we don't care about the money. That's fine. I mean, I'm not saying like, but it was the demerit points. He was, he like gave me full demerit points. Like I was going to basically get my license taken Are away. You serious? He was such an asshole. So we went, I got a doctor's note saying that it was an actual like back injury, which is accurate. Yeah. And we went and fought it and I got the demerit points off. I still had to pay though. But, um, we wow. fought him. He was such, and he showed up to court. Who fucking sh- what? Okay, because often like when you say, "Oh, I got a ticket. I'm gonna go up, go to f- court to fight it." And if the police officer doesn't show up, you usually get off. Yeah. He showed up to fight me. Like, Weird. do something else yeah. with your life. Demerit points for wearing your seatbelt under your. Armpit. He was saying that it didn't count. He was like, "You're not wearing a seatbelt." Wow. And I was dick. like, "I'm wearing it. It's under my arm because it gives me fucking Ooh. like incredible pain." And he was like, "I don't care." Like, oh my god, it was horrible. Wow. Anyway, so I have been pulled over once. I don't think it counts though because I don't think I did anything wrong. I still stand by it. I hope that man finds me and I will talk to him <laughs> again about it. I In also, twelve years. I'm not over it. <laughs> I want to point out that um, I'm also very aware of the fact that my feelings towards cops and not being scared of being pulled over has a lot to do with my white privilege fair because i don't want to 
um, be ignorant of that fact. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move we'll on to Act to <laughs> 2. I also wanted to say I failed my G1 twice. Um, the written part. I think I failed my G1 a couple times too, I, I went in thinking that if I just, because it's all multiple choice. So I was like, I'll just like circle things and I'll probably pass. Yeah, like you're thinking it's got to be, it's either going to be like, what do you do with a stop sign? Yeah. Drive, stop, <laughs> scream, or cry. <laughs> like, but then it's not that. I know. <laughs> yeah. So I did twice without studying and I failed twice. So... <laughs> So you studied? Study kids. Yeah. Then I <laughs> finally was like, well, I know I'm not going to pay for another one yeah, you without paying. studying. Oh my God. You're right. So stupid. Um, so yes, act two is Brittany now- Murphy. Brittany Murphy comes in, which she's a, an iconic queen. She's so incredible. And I think this is also about the time that we get introduced to Nikki Wilderback's character. Probably. Yeah. Not, Summer, I believe her name is. Yeah. So we kind of get, you know, Brittany Murphy comes in. I have no memory of what her name is. Ty. Ty. And she's in the new kid. Um, and I also think it's really funny. I wrote this down because there's another new kid later on. Why do all new kids come in this middle of class? I don't know. Why don't they come at the beginning of the day? It's true. The beginning of class. It's always knock, knock, knock. Yeah. Hey, hi. This is the principal. We're here. I'm here with a new student in yeah. the middle of your <laughs> class. Why in the middle of the class? That's Wait till the next period. It's so stupid. That's very true. Anyway. That's very true. Brittany Murphy comes in. She's new. She's a little... Um, I don't even want to say homely because she's not. It, that's not accurate. She's, she's a bit grunge. She's grunge. Yes, yes. You nailed it. She's grungy. Yas queen. Yas And queen. Cher and Dion um, are drawn to her and want to give her a makeover pretty much immediately. And Yeah, Cher's all like, I am such a good person. I just helped my teachers fall in love. And now I'm going to help this girl become popular unselfishly yeah and she's also kind of proving to her stepbrother that she's doing something unselfishly because the first makeover was selfishly yeah but this time she's like i'm gonna do this for her whatever so anyway we get introduced to a bit more characters because now we see ties being integrated into the so she gets you know she gets introduced to elton right who is another iconic another iconic Oh my God! I thought I thought you were just saying the actor. Yeah, Elton, like Elton John. Yeah. Um, Elton is this character played by Jeremy Sisto. That's kind of he's he's a rich boy. He's a rich boy, and he's like always flirting with Cher, but she's always kind of grossed out by him because yeah. he's a high school student. Um, anyway, so so meanwhile, Cher wants to introduce. Sorry, I just forgot everyone's name. Cher wants to introduce Ty and Elton and get them together. Um. And that's when we get introduced to the rest of the popular girls. And there's all these like kind of group hangouts. They go to a party. Um, yes. They go to a party, which is just before that is where you and I went, oh my God, it's Nikki Builderback, where we right. just weren't expecting to see her. And she popped up and it was so cool. Right. Um, so anyway, w- they go to this party and, and they're trying to, she's trying to like introduce them a bit. Turns out that Elton this entire time was in love with Cher, or not in love, yeah. but wants to be with Cher. So I want to just point out, I thought the party seemed really realistic for a high school party. Yeah, it was a good party. Yeah. That was a good, I agree with that. I because it was, was very, like, everyone was just, like, kind of drinking and dancing. And then, like, a couple people were, like, smoking weed, but it's not a huge deal. Like, yeah. a lot of times in, like, teen movies, it's like, <gasps> like. Yeah, here it's like, everybody, I have weed. Yeah, and it's everyone's like, like, what? Yeah, it's just not. Yeah. So it was good. I agree with you on that. Um, And so, uh, meanwhile, Ty likes Brecken Meyer's character, whose name I don't remember either, and he's the stoner, uh, he's, grungy skater kid. He's perfect. He's incredible. He's exactly 
what these boys were like. He's, I mean, maybe he's like a little bit too my, over the top stoner, but no, he looks exactly like what these boys look like. My very first note of the entire thing is Breckenmeyer looks like everyone I went to high school with. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly accurately. He's so good, but not to mention he's also way. Like, I was, I would be way more in love with him than the rest of the guys in the school. It's true. He's a skater, cool music, mm-hmm. like fun guy, super nice. Yeah, I loved him. So anyway, she likes him, but Cher says you can't like him. Yeah, because he's, he's, he's he kinda... smokes too much weed. Because what does she say? She says she's like I'm not against it, but you can smoke weed like every once in a while at a party, but not every day. Like yeah, she has basically. all these like little rules. Yeah. Which she then drops later. Spoiler alert. Yeah. But anyway, so let's let's continue moving on a little bit. Um, so that's, you know, Ty's getting integrated. And she's also becoming very popular now. She kind of starts uh, surpassing Cher a tiny little bit. Well, I know because they go to the mall. And then for whatever reason, these guys that she's flirting with, Ty, they decide to randomly pick her up and dangle her over the edge yeah. of the railing at the mall. Yeah, it was a little weird. It's super weird. And then at this point, Cher is sort of into this cr- new guy, Christian. So we're going into Act 3 a little now. Yeah, it's starting to mer- blend between the two yeah. acts. Um, this new then, guy, Christian, comes who is like, he looks like James Dean. Yeah, he does. And for whatever reason... Brittany Murphy's character becomes popular because of this event that happened at the mall. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, what? You almost died? That's so cool. Like, tell us everything. And then from this point on, Cher is starting to become less popular. and But not, like, necessarily in a bad way. Like, she's not against Ty for it. She's just kind of accepting, no. like, a little bit. Like, it doesn't create a rivalry just yet. I just feel bad. At the, there's one part where they're at lunch, and... Ty turns to Dion and goes like, oh, have you ever had sex in a pool? Like, let's go like talk about this. So they're like leaving Cher out because she's a virgin, which I thought was sad. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're meaning to, but I was it just happens. like, that happens in high school. And I think it's, it's so like, it's sad when that happens when people are starting to exclude other people based on their like lack of experience. Sure. You know? Yeah, so anyway, she's kind of liking this Christian guy. She's really hanging out with him. She's kind of left her other, not left her other friends, but she's really focusing on him. Yeah. And turns out he's gay. Shocking. And um, It's actually a really funny scene when she's trying to like hit on him by touching his his leg with her foot when they're watching a movie. Mm -hmm. And she's like, my feet are cold. And he just like covers them with a pillow. Like he's just, oh, here you go. So not in there at all. He's like finding solutions, but not the solutions that she wants. So... Yeah, I mean, then it turns out that really, I don't really remember how it happens, honestly. You're going to have to remind me how she, the Josh thing starts happening. So well, Christian is gay. Christian is like, sorry, I'm Murray, gay. Murray tells Cher, it's not you. He's gay. And then she starts to click in like, oh, you're right. Like, he for sure is gay. Anyways, then ty comes over and she's like i think i'm into josh right which is, which is her Cher's stepbrother the wonderful paul Rudd. and share gets oddly defensive like i don't think you guys right. would make a good couple and that's when ty says the famous line you're a virgin who can't drive what a weird thing to call someone a virgin who can't drive <laughs> i think it's so funny i love that it's like two completely unrelated things but it's like the two things that she's that she's, that she's self-conscious sure. about. Sure. But it's just so funny that like that's like saying like 
I can't even think of something that's even close to something. It, it's just insane that she said that. But anyway, I get it. It's iconic line, so it's fine. And then Cher is just like, whoa, that was way harsh. It's just like, I just loved it. Yeah, it's it was good. such a funny moment. And so then Cher gets all weirded out because she's like, why do I care so much that Ty wants to be with Josh? And then she finally clicks in. Oh, oh no, I'm in love with my brother. I love Josh. <laughs> and... um yeah, she starts to try and impress Josh by watching the news and stuff. <laughs> and the next thing you know, they're sitting on the staircase. It's very cute. Paul's sort of admitting that he likes her. She's trying to admit that she likes him. It's a cute scene. They kiss on the top of the stairs. That it would be... I would be very confused. <laughs> like, if I was that... If I was in that situation... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Like, I actually know someone who's done something very similar to that. But... I just can't imagine. And granted, I mean, it wasn't like they grew up together as stepbrother and stepsister. He like had just come into their life recently and then their parents got divorced. So I was under the impression that he was only her stepbrother for like a year. Yeah. It was like five seconds and they barely knew each other because he was like already in college. Like it didn't really matter. Whatever. And uh, so I, I'm not, that's fine. Whatever. It's just, I can't imagine. Like, what do you, how do you, how did you meet? Oh, <laughs> we used to be steps of yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it's it's just a wild. It's not even like a bad thing. It's just it's just an interesting story, I guess. Yeah, it is a weird storyline in that sense, but it's also what very I, satisfying. Yeah, and when I watched it for the first time, I didn't clue in that they were going to end up together. Yeah, it's a good shocker. Because it's like, what? They're step siblings. Yeah, yeah. Can I point something out that I I didn't really bring up? There's a word in this movie that I learned because of this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you have any guesses? I thought you were going to say, as if. Nope. There's a movie. There's a word that I learned the meaning of because of this movie. And mm. every time I use it, I think of this movie. Mm, I don't know. I don't have a clue. Sporadically. Oh. You don't remember that, that scene? No. Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is so iconic. So when Ty is getting made over, mm-hmm. she's at Cher's house. And they're, it's when the Mentos commercial comes on. Yeah. And... She says something. I don't know what the word is. She says, but Cher goes. That's another thing, Ty. We've got to work on your accent and vocabulary. See, sporadic means once in a while. Try and use it in a sentence today. All right. And Josh is there, and he and that's when he meets Ty. Yeah. Be seeing you. Yeah, I hope not sporadically. And I always think of that word, and I oh, it's a weird yeah. word to spell. Yeah. And I always have to think about it and spell it. When I'm right, I mean, all the thousands of times I use it. And it always makes me <laughs> this movie every single time. Yeah, that was a funny scene. I liked that scene. That's a good one. So, um, what do you rate this movie? Um, I really enjoyed watching it again. It made me just feel so, like, I just missed this t- time, this yeah, era. It's just such era. a fun, it was such a well-written script. Um, so, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'll give it an eight too. I mean, it's uh, I. Every time I watch it again, I'm always like, okay, I've seen this movie. Like, but I always, it's always enjoyable. Yeah, it's always enjoyable for me. So I like it. Yeah, I like Cher is such a unique character. I like I liked her. <laughs> I want to write a character like her. Yeah, that's like she's a good one. Yeah. Do you have a crush? You have so many options because in this movie, there's a lot of people you have a crush on. Mm-hmm. Um, my crush is Breckenmeyer okay. this week because I mean, every, I don't even know. I'm sure he's got like a, lo- a list, a laundry list long of movies, but for some reason 
Your favorite's like, rat race? The f- obviously <laughs> favorite is rat race. But also Kate and Leopold. Isn't uh, Kate Leopold? Fuck. Yeah, he is. Don't even question me. Um, so anyway, my point is is that everything he pops up in is yeah. just incredible. I love him so much. What's so, happened to him? I haven't seen him in a while. I'm not sure, honestly. I think he's married with children. Oh. His name is Brecken. Like, what a funny name. I know. I, I like it, it, though. Do you know what I would Breck. do? I would truly pee my pants if we just if we interviewed him i just realized let's try to get this we should for sure try to get a call with him how can i do this because i think i'd pee my pants i really do i don't think i could do it actually now i take it back let's not do it (laughs) i can't do it you'd be too nervous i would probably cry the whole time i'm not kidding um who's your crush uh donald Faison. yeah that's a good one he plays murray in this movie and oh i just have such a crush on him he's in scrubs he's in other things I just love him. <laughs> He's in Scrubs. He's in other things. Well, I love him from Scrubs, <laughs> and I love him from Clueless, the show, and this movie. Yeah, he's good. Um, but he's in a lot of other stuff, but just love him. So next up is going to be the interview with Nikki Bilderback. I can't say, not say her full name. Like, I can't just say Nikki or Nicole. I would never do that. I would. It's Nikki Bilderback. Her last name is so good, you can't not. Bilderback. Bilderback. Um, anyway, so that's coming up. But let's talk about next week really quickly. What are we going to do? Is it my turn? Heck yes, it's your turn. Okay. John Tucker must die. Oh my God, I have not seen that movie in forever. I'm so excited. Me neither. I'm excited. I used, I used to love it. Me too. It was one of those movies that I watched a couple times. I never saw it that many times. I watched it a couple times. And then I wanted to, when torrenting and downloading was a thing, yeah. I was like, I need to watch this movie again. And I could not find it. So I literally have not seen it in years because I was not able to download it. Well, hopefully we can find it. I'm sure we can. It's 2020. It's true. I'm so I excited. mean, we'll find it legally off of our DVD. Brittany Murphy, Sophia Bush. It's a classic. Jesse Metcalf. Brittany Murphy. I'm pretty sure she's the main character in that movie. No. Nope. Not, Brittany Snow. Not Brittany Murphy. Brittany oh, Snow, no. <laughs> That's so awkward. <laughs> oh, no. All I'm right. sorry, B. Murph. And rest B. In, Snow. Rest in peace. Um, so, anyway, like we said, here comes the interview with Nikki Bolderback. And thank you so much to Kevin and Eric Smale for our theme song. And please check out our Instagram at Teenage Dirtbags Podcast. And we will see you next week. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> this is wild. This is so cool. We are nothing if not efficient and punctual. <laughs> I, well, you know what? Females with women, when it comes to the important stuff, we're pretty we're pretty punctual. I agree. You know what I mean? But when it comes to other things, when it comes to other things, <laughs> or just, you know, then it's like, oh crap, where's my phone? Where's this? Where's my <laughs> oh god. Always all they're in your hand and on your head, right? Honestly, so like <laughs> you are preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> Never um, fails. I guess, like, this is quite honestly, you're our first phone call interview. So we've uh, we've never had to, we've never gotten to do it with a, over the phone. So we um, we've got like all these different things. Hopefully, the technology will stick with us this time around. <laughs> but thank, <laughs> but thank you so much for for chatting with us. This is so cool. Oh my God, my pleasure. I'm always in support of women supporting women and, you know, doing fun podcasts or getting your voices out there. You know, it doesn't matter what the topic is. I'm just all about women supporting women, women, especially in any kind of entertainment industry. You know what I mean? Yes, that's awesome. I'm so happy to hear you say that. That makes me so happy. That's great. We're both, um, oh, yeah. 
we're both really into trying to create in the business. Obviously, we try to do different projects together, including this. Me too, girl. Me too. (laughs) So I guess we'll just get started about talking about, we just want to know about your teenagers. Where did you grow up, first of all? Oh my gosh, I am from Dallas, Texas. No way. So I am the, uh, I am the, I'm the, the Asian Texas, I'm basically, I call myself white, I'm basically Asian white trash, but (laughs) (laughs) I was raised, I was raised in Dallas, Texas and, uh, grew up there, um, since I was five years old. And before that, I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So that definitely verifies the, the Asian white trash part. Um, (laughs) but I mean, I was, I was raised as the typical all American girl from Texas. And so, um, and speaking of women creating, I actually created, um, a, a TV series that, uh, that I, I wrote the pilot and then I've got a, a treatment to hopefully pitch and sell soon. But, uh, the title's called Red, White, and Yellow. Get it? Oh, I like that. I love that. I like that title. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Because, you know, you know, red, white, and blue for all American and then yellow because, you know, basically yellow on the outside, white on the inside. Not everyone gets that, believe it or not. And I, and I was like, wait a minute, surely everybody will get that, right? But most people do. But it t- kind of takes people a second to think about it. And then once they do, they just start cracking up. Well, I mean, I think there's maybe a part of people that wouldn't think that someone would put that out there as a title. Like, it's an edgy title, I would think. It like is. It is. And that was very much intended. It was very much intended. Um, I actually can't take full credit for it. My dear friend, and he's also a, my, a writing mentor of mine, and he's a hugely successful writer and he's going to start directing soon but he's a just a massively successful writer in the industry his name is Bert B. Royal and he actually came up with the title and I was like that is so inappropriate and so perfect I've got to name it this so I immediately registered it you know into the into the writer's guild and then I even had the title copywritten just so that I could protect it because it's just too classic and mm-hmm. and, uh, and I mean but that was kind of the whole point was for it to be edgy and risky, but also catchy and something that people would chuckle at because that's kind of a part of the theme of the show is bringing attention to, you know, a lot of the racial and, you know, the, all the diversity that I've had to go through within the industry. So for sure. And so have, did you say you have sold it yet or not yet? You're still working on finishing? Oh it? no, I know I haven't, I haven't sold it yet. It's uh, one of those that I've got the treatment ready and, uh, and uh, once I can get it out there, then I'm going to hopefully start pitching it and we'll sell it. So Amazing. That's really cool. Yeah, we'll have to yeah. look out for that. Oh, definitely. So, um, super quick, to just to go back to Dallas, because I guess you said that you grew yeah. up in Oklahoma first, but that was only until you were five. So you were a teenager in Dallas. Yes, correct. Yeah. What was it like to go to high school? Like, did you have cliques? Were those a thing? Did you have jocks versus, you know, whatever, cheerleaders versus nerds or anything? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. There's, there's definitely all those super fun clicks and cliches and all that, you know, but I was one of those girls that, I mean, when I was in, when I was in junior high, or I think they call it middle school now, but back in my day, back in the old days, we <laughs> called it junior high. Um, <laughs> um, I, I was a cheerleader. Okay. And then I actually chose, I chose to not try out for cheerleading in high school because I was also a dancer, and I was in company, and then I was also, that's when I was beginning my acting training as well. So I was also attending um, a, a TV and film acting school outside of my regular high school. So mm. I was like, okay, one of these one of these has, has got to go. So I, I decided to not try out for a high school cheerleader and uh, just focus more on dance and acting, knowing that that's what I was going to 
pursue, you know, after high school. So little did you know that you would be a cheerleader <laughs> later on. I, I know, right? I know exactly. The dancing and the cheerleading definitely came in handy for, for bringing it on. But yeah. I was one of those girls in high school, honestly, that, I mean, I wasn't a nerd or a dork by any means. I, I, I was popular, but I wasn't super popular. I wasn't like, you know, homecoming queen or anything. Um, everyone knew who I was. I, I was thankfully liked by everyone. Um, but I was one of those girls that I would, I, I just really kind of hung out with everyone. I didn't care if you were in the popular clique. Or if you weren't popular, you know, and I would always, I was the girl that would kind of try to stand up for all the underdogs. And was that so something? I was, of, I was kind of mutual. Oh, that's, was there something like in the rest of your class? Was that, un, that was unusual that you were um, kind of nice to everyone? Or was that like a cohesive thing through the school? Yeah, you know, it, it definitely wasn't unusual, um, at least not to my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, no, it definitely wasn't. I think, I think people just, I was just me, right. you know what yeah. I mean? Like I, 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 I was just me. So it's like, you know, everyone knew I was involved that I used to be cheerleader and everyone knew that I was also a dancer and that I was involved in acting. And I was just really friends with everyone. Like I wasn't made fun of. Um, I, you know, I, I just, and I, I would talk to, you know, I would definitely talk, I, you know, certain kids in my, in my classes that sat behind me or in front of me that may have gotten bullied or that may have, you know, been considered a nerd. And um, I would always talk to them and chat with them because I just kind of always saw beyond that box, that yeah. limited box, knowing that half these bitchy popular girls were <laughs> not going to be so popular and, and, and you know, after high school. Because, <laughs> you know, it all changes as we know as adults now, you know. That's and, so wise. And I always had my heart, yeah, I always had my heart and my eyes set on my future knowing that I was going to be moving to Los Angeles and, you know, pursuing something much bigger than the, uh, the sort of boxed in, um, status quo, if you will, sure. that it's easy to fall into in, in a lot of those Southern states and, you know, Midwest, very typical, you know, you go to college, you get married before you graduate, right. <laughs> and, you know, and, and that, and that I knew was never going to be me. I just always had, um, a lot more things I wanted to do with to do in life. Right. Amazing. And so who were some of your idols in high school in terms of acting? Like who inspired you the most? Oh, wow. You know, oh my goodness. I mean, I was always, you know what, when I was younger, I think when I was, well, when I was really young, I, of course, oh my God, I'm so going to age myself. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> this is really going to age me. Um, I, loved watching like Cosby show and growing pains and you know, all those <laughs> funky Brewster, um, you know, like all those, <laughs> all those shows that, uh, that, na that a lot of the millennial, you know, the, the millennial gang, the younger millennial crowd don't, has never even heard of. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I grew up watching all those popular TV sitcoms and, and just, and I, and I would act out scenes in my living room. And uh, so I was really just a big fan of a lot of the TV stars. And then the movies, my God, you know, like, I mean, of course, I had crushes on all the, you know, I had crushes on Sean Astin and the Goonies and River Phoenix and Stand By Me. And Amazing. I grew up, I grew yeah, I just, I, I mean, I was supposed to marry River Phoenix. You do know that, right? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry you didn't get the chance. Oh, so I thought. No, I know, me too. <laughs> um, but, um, but no, but, uh, no, I really... 
I don't think I necessarily had a specific idol. It was more I idolized the idea of of knowing that I was about to make that move and be doing the same thing. Yeah, if that makes sense. That's so cool. Um, and so your first movie was Clueless, right? Yes, that was my very first movie ever. So we. I mentioned it to you really briefly when we spoke over email that that's the movie that we um, are reviewing or that we reviewed for this upcoming episode that's coming out this week. And it's funny because obviously the one of the first things that come to people's mind when it comes to you is bring it on. You were Whitney. Yeah. You're iconic. <laughs> you're a queen. Ah. And then there's so many <laughs> movies, like there's so many movies and TV shows where you're just watching, you're like, oh my god, there's Nikki Boulderback, oh my gosh, and Clueless was, yeah. when we watched it the other day, we were like, oh my god, there she is, like, we, it was so cool that you're part of so many, I can't, like, I mean, for our age group, we grew up with Clueless, Can't Hardly yeah. Wait, Bring It On, yeah. like, Dawson's Creek, Dawson's Creek, Seventh Heaven, like, literally, <laughs> Your entire filmography is just things that we love. So I would imagine, obviously, when you shot Clueless, you had no idea of what it would become. But, oh, God, no. Yeah. I had no idea. And, and I mean, is what, what was that like finding out the first movie that you worked on? Was I mean, I don't know at what point it became popular if it was right away or not but what was that like to be a part of something so huge I mean, I mean to us it's iconic I've used that word a hundred times but yeah. it's just iconic to us but you know but it, it's funny no don't don't apologize for that because <laughs> honestly I hear I actually hear it all the time because I Clueless is one of those movies it's, it's timeless it has mm -hmm. literally stood the, the, the stand of time and even the younger kids nowadays are big fans of Clueless it's a movie that you can watch at, at any age, you know, now, and it's, and, and it's like these young kids, it's, they, they're dying over it, you know, like, yeah, it, for us, it, you know, we were young in that age when it came out, but it's, tr I mean, it's timeless, so yeah. it's like, believe it or not, even the, the, the young kids, you know, were like, oh my god, you were in Clueless, you know, and I'm like, she was like, and of course, it's always fun when you hear, oh my god, I was like five when that movie came out. Like, <laughs> Thanks, I really wanted to hear that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so when I so when I very first got the role, I was aware that okay, it was Paramount Studios. I knew that there was a um, you know a, a, a classic director attached, Amy Heckerling, who had directed Fast Times at Richmond High. Yeah, I knew that there was you know some some big heavy hitter producers involved, but I didn't have any idea the magnitude of the success of, of how, of how successful the movie was really going to be. You mm -hmm. know, like imagine, imagine getting a script and you're reading a script and you're, you're preparing your sides to, you know, to go on with casting and auditions for it. And you're reading, you know, you're, you're seeing lines like whatever, as if, <laughs> you know, and granted, I was a baby then I was like 18, 19 years old. So, you know, you're just like, what is this? You know what I mean? And not to insult Amy Heckerling by any means, but, you know, imagine if you're just reading lines on a paper and that's what you're reading. You're right. like, oh, okay, well, this is, this is fun, you know, but what are these words, you know, what is this dialogue? <laughs> and, and, but you know what I mean? Because you're like, that's, sure. yeah, hmm, and you're a little like, raises an eyebrow. But of course, I didn't 
care because, you know, it was a big movie and I just wanted to work, you know. So um, so I went in and I remember at the callback, um, I, it's so funny because I've, I've been asked this before, but I very, I very vividly remember um, everything about the callback. I remember being in the room. I remember who exactly was in the room. And I remember seeing Amy Heckerling. I remember her look on her face as she was watching me. It's so wild. And it's, you know, the older I've gotten, the more, you know, shit my memory has become. But, <laughs> but I never have forgotten. I never have forgotten that specific experience. That's um, so funny. And uh, and then, of course, actually getting the role of Summer, I was actually up for quite a few roles, actually, in the movie. Um, I was initially up for Amber. Oh, really? Oh, that's so then, funny. Yeah. Uh, initially up for I was up for um, Amber and then because but uh, the actress who who ended up getting the role she was I think doing another show in New York at the time and they weren't sure if she was going to be released in time mm. to be able to to do to do the movie so I was kind of on hold for the role of Amber and then once that once she cleared and was and her availability became full um, they told me that uh, that I was now up for the role of either. Summer or Heather, which was, you know, the Josh's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. So, oh, okay. um, yeah, it took me a second. But, I was like, I don't yeah. know who that is, but I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I was a little too young. I was a little too young for that. So, um, so I ended up getting Summer, and of course, I was more than happy with that. It was just, it was just the perfect, great, you know, nice, fun supporting role in this super fun, you know, movie that ended up being this big, iconic timeless classic yeah, that for sure. was the biggest it was the biggest surprise you know because uh you know when i mean it was number one at the box office that's was it really yeah oh my god yeah. for your first movie I mean, that was, must have been such a <laughs> like you must have been so excited yes you know it, i mean i was so young at the time that yes it was super exciting but you know can you imagine this is your first movie and, and you're just like and it's hugely successful. You're like, oh my god, this whole entertainment industry acting thing is so easy. And <laughs> <laughs> it's so not. That's so true. Like now, every experience is going to be number one in the box office. This is great. Exactly. Exactly. But to be fair, it's not like that didn't happen to you again. <laughs> I know that's no, that's okay. You know what? I really, I gotta say, I really did luck out with um with with the the whole movie thing. Like, I, I, you know, I never even thought about back then. I didn't think about looking at it as a lot of people like to, to sort of look at me and like, Oh God, you were in all the popular, you know, nineties, you know, teen movies and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and, and I used to kind of be like, okay, yeah, well I've worked a lot since then guys. Let's not, let's not put right. me in the, in the, you know, in the, being mislabeled. However, I learned to embrace it because those movies were, all number one box office hits and they were huge and successful. And I, I realized, no, I'm just super freaking grateful. And, and the amount of, of notoriety that it has brought to me and what it, what they all did for my career to progress me to where I am now has just been, I mean, there's no words for it. So I'm just super grateful. I just look out with great roles and, and, and great movies that have, again, that have all been kind of timeless and that are still talked about to this day. Totally. And this might be a weird question, but you were, you know, 19 in your 20s during a lot of these um, shows and TV, or TV shows and movies. And I'm curious, yeah. like, 
were you a fan of watching, you know, like Buffy or Dawson's Creek or Fresh Prince and and then you just so happened to be in a couple episodes? Um, yeah, yeah. You know what? Like I remember when Dawson's Creek came out, like, you know, that was back too. I mean, Dawson's Creek made the, I think it was a WB, that was a W, was that right when they turned to CW, or was that right before, anyway, it made the network, you know, it made the network hugely popular. Yeah. Um, and I remember, and it was just such a big hit, and I loved Dawson's Creek, like, I, I mean, who didn't, you know? Sure. That was like, that was like the new, the new, um, 9 or 2 on 0 in a way, right. and so I, um, yeah, I was a big fan of it, and then when I, when I booked... I actually, I, I was a recurring on that role, but uh, on that show. But when I, I see, they introduced my character. I did a guest star on the second to the last season, so I guess that was season five. And then they brought me back for season six um, to recur. And it's funny because one of my best friends at the time, she was already recurring on the show as well. So, so for me to get that job, it was like, oh my god, we get to work together. Yeah, you know, double amazing. So, yeah, so it, it was more, you know. Uh, personal too yes it was professional but it was personal too so it was like you know I get to work with your friends and make new friends and and I mean I have nothing but awesome memories of, of Dawson's Creek um but yeah but I mean and I I would watch I mean I loved Fresh Prince too you know but, um, <laughs> you so oh my god but it's so funny though to I mean I never really get to catch the reruns I mean because it, it still airs but yeah. I never get to catch them but once in a blue moon if I happen to be, you know, surf channeling, and, you know, and just like looking through, and like I'll catch, it, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, who is, is that? Me? It's <laughs> because it's so. It was so long ago that it almost becomes surreal that I vaguely remember. I mean, I absolutely remember being on that set, and, and again, I was recurring on that show as well. Yeah, I remember being on that set, and I remember the energy. I remember the excitement of, you know, taping in front of a live audience. And I remember mm-hmm. how wonderful Will Smith was and Alfonso Ribeiro and, and, uh, and, uh, Tatiana. And just, I, rem- I remember the feelings of it all. But when, when I watch it, it's like, it's almost surreal. It's almost right. like it's unbelievable. I'm like, Oh my God. Cause it was just so long ago. That's so cool. That's actually, that's what a unique experience. Like, that's so cool. I mean, it must be, I understand what you're saying. Like it must get, a bit old sometimes when people are like, oh, you were, like, in everything in the 90s and early 2000s. But, (laughs) I mean, to be fair, like, you know, for me and Maddie, we we grew up with you, you know? You were in all our favorite stuff. Oh, yeah. And every time we see you on screen now, whether, you know, it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine or what, we're just, like, we're so nostalgic because you were just so, you're a part of our our childhood (laughs) and our our adolescence. So that's pretty neat. Which makes it so cool for us. Yeah. I mean, I we we wish so much that we would have been able to meet you in person when we were in LA. But like, it makes us so it makes us we feel tried. so cool. We tried. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just so cool to get to chat to you uh, in general. Um, and like Carly quickly mentioned, that I guess is it the most recent thing that you've done is Brooklyn Nine Nine. Is that right? Um, it's one of it. Well, it's, it's no. The most recent thing I've done, I just I shot a uh, a pilot, a new series. Um, we shot that back in November, and we found out actually in January that we were picked up. <gasps> Congratulations! So we be working on that show. Which actually, no, that is going to be set in the nineties. Oh, how exciting! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. This all falls in the same similar category. Um, but yes, the Brooklyn Nine since it just since it just aired. Right. Um, God. What two weeks ago? I mean, it was just it just recently aired, yeah. 
and it ended up being such a, a huge success, which was such a a pleasant, beautiful surprise. Yeah. The, just the fan response. Um, but yeah, that was that was a super fun show to work on, and uh, so we'll see. We'll see. It's open for potentially, hopefully, to to return. So That's awesome. Crossed, but you don't. So, what can you tell us yeah, about this so, pilot? Okay, so this show is called Last Summer. Um, it is it's going to premiere this summer um, on uh, Freeform, you know, which is ABC's sister channel. Yep. And and uh, Jessica Beale, uh, Jessica Beale's company. She's one of the executive producers. Um, she's doing it, and uh, and it's E One is a studio, and so it's in very very good hands because um, wow. they all do incredible projects. Um, yeah, and then of course my my longtime dear friend is the creator of the show, Burt Royal, who I was just talking about. Yeah, he wrote this um, this awesome uh, heavy recurring role for me. So there's we've got ten episodes um, for season one, and I'm in like seven or eight of them. Amazing! That is so, so cool. Yeah, in fact, in fact, I just I just found out a little bit ago. I'm actually going to meet the writers room tomorrow, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, but so the, what's great about that show is it's actually season one is going to be set in um, in the '90s. It's um, going to be set over a time span of in the summer of '93, the summer of '94, and '95. Okay. Ooh. Oh my God! Perfect. Love that, it. Our favorite years. Some of our favorite <laughs> years. Right. <laughs> and it's funny too because I believe. I believe what year did Clueless come out in ninety five? It did ninety five. Yeah. Yep. So it's all coming back. Oh my god! <laughs> watch, watch, watch! There's going to be some scene in the show where they're going to be walking by the theater and it's going to say Clueless on the on the Oh, that would be so cool! Yeah. <laughs> so meta, yeah. <laughs> so meta. Um, oh my god! How funny! So we'll 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 let you go. Where can people find you online? Okay. Well, my my website um, is Nicole Bilderbeck Official. Dot com and then on all the uh, social media um, I'm on Facebook I'm Nikki Bilderback and then on uh, Instagram and Twitter I am at Lady Bilderback okay, okay. that's well, so cool oh my and god I'm, 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 I'm the best I'm the strongest on Instagram I'm not the strongest on Twitter but I'm the strong, I'm really good at Instagram same yeah. <laughs> same so same Brooklyn Nine Nine came out I've had to keep up with Instagram because that's massive yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine fan following so I've it's, had a lot, a lot of work. They've kept me really busy on there, but um, yeah. but yeah, but I'm really great. Instagram, I'm constantly posting stories and and constantly posting set pics and all that fun stuff. Oh, so. good. Okay, awesome. yeah, people will have to go check you out, at yeah. Lady Builderback, because it. I mean, Instagram's where it's at, as far as I'm concerned. Of course, I'm horrible at that's Twitter. What I, I, that's what I say too. That's what I say too. I think Instagram is absolutely where it's at. I think it's <laughs> so cool and everything. Facebook is so cool and all, but like you know, it's like it's more kind of how you keep in touch with like your friends that you went to high school with. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, for sure, definitely. And Instagram just seems kind of more like with the times and what's going on now. Yeah, for sure. We, we're with we totally get that yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, so thank you okay, so, <laughs> so much, Nikki, for, for chatting to us. We, you've actually made our entire, entire day, our entire yeah. night. This is so cool. We love Aww, to get to talk to you. No, you guys are so sweet. No, believe me, I, I thank you for, 
for even taking interest and wanting to chat with me. And um, I w- I'm open to giving it any time. So please oh. never hesitate to reach out. There's okay. Other things you want to talk about. So, All right. Yeah. You will be our our um, <laughs> what's the word when you like our field reporter? What's that called? Like our our, con- our um, yeah, right. consultation in, yeah. in LA. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to. I'm, I'm your girl. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you so much, Nikki. <laughs> yeah, and we'll be uh, we'll be crossing our fingers for uh, red, white, and yellow. I know. <laughs> and can't wait to see uh, last summer. Yeah. Awesome. And thank any other so, future so things. <laughs> thanks, Nikki. Thank Have a good you night. Thank you so much. Awesome. All right. Thanks, ladies. Thank <laughs> you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.